This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Off the ball, getting inside the game on News Talk 106 to 108. Six Nations build up coming up after 8 o'clock tonight with the Welsh legend Jonathan Davies talking to us. And we're going to have Alan Quinlan in studio also. Right now, though, it is time to talk football. Uh, this time on Thursday night with John Giles. John, how are you? Okay, Owen. Good to hear. Liverpool against Arsenal last night is where I want to start. Liverpool yeah. 2-0 up, of course. They lost that lead, but Brendan Rodgers seemed pretty happy with the effort and application and all those kind of things. Is it still a good point for Liverpool, even though they had a two-goal lead? Mm, no, no. I don't think it's a good point when you're winning 2-0, Owen. Mm. You know, it's a question of holding on to and get the three points. You know, we hear all this thing. I, I know I keep mentioning on your programme, before the match, the draw will be a great result. Yeah. Instead of taking the game on its merits, you know, if you get it in a position like that, like Liverpool, before the match, they might think it draws a good result. But when you get 2-0 up, it draws not a good result. You know, and, and usually, you, don't, you only get what you think you're going to get in football. You know, Instead of having an open mind, we'll take the game on its merits, and if we're in a winning position, go on and win. Yeah. But he, I saw him afterwards, but he, he was back to the old uh, Rodgers. You know, the lads were magnificent, they were great, and they were that. In fact, they weren't magnificent, they are great. They were very good for a long period of the game. But when they had, should have had it sewn up, they allowed Arsenal to come back into it and uh, Arsenal could have won it in the end. As, I don't know if you saw the match. Not yeah, all. yeah. Well, I saw as much as I could while I was here, yeah. but certainly Arsenal could have got it at the end. Yeah, yeah, they could have won it in the end. So, like, and they had to go at the young players over the weekend, you know, the, the cup results, which was a very bad result at Oldham. Mm. You know, he's saying, well, the young lads are not this. Well, you know, they're his young lads. And a, a couple of months ago, he was making, uh, there was an article in the paper which said they were going for all the young lads in Liverpool. I don't know if you remember that, Owen, do you? I don't remember that one, no. Yeah, yeah, they were, you know, they didn't want to be signing foreign players, but they wanted to get all the young lads that they had um, available in Liverpool. Well, you know, he had a lot of young lads on Sunday, and, and uh, well, he turned on them. But I didn't think they were magnificent last night. They were very, very good for a long period of the game. Uh, and then the Arsenal were very, very poor for that period, and then they came back into it well. Yeah, it's interesting what you say there, John, that he turned on them after the Oldham game and then went back to his usual, uh, maybe over-the-top, complimentary tone after the yeah. game. What was it about the Cup defeat, do you think, that really uh, burst his usually over-optimistic bubble? Well, I think uh, in relation to his comments, I mean, I saw them at the start of the season, for example, I think it was against West Brom, they were well-beaten. And he said afterwards, the players were very good. Uh, I couldn't have asked any more of them. And he kept that up for a long time, uh, Owen, when they weren't getting good results. But at, at Oldham, which was a, a dreadful result, I think he had to come out with something. And I think he could, I think he could have said, well, the lads played very bad today. And uh, the young lads did. But he turned on the young players. He said, they're not good enough. They'll finish up out of the league. And they won't, they're not doing this and they're not doing that. Well, the, the fact is, they were his players. But I think he, had, he couldn't be positive. Uh, after the Holden game. But I think he went overboard then on the young players. Yeah, you don't think there's any psychological ploy there where he, he might feel he can get a reaction from them? No. You just don't no, do because that. The, 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 those same players that played against Oldham didn't play last night. Yeah. You know, which is fair enough because it, it was a weakened team in relation to his strongest team. Uh, but at the same time, he would expect to beat Oldham with the team he had out. And they didn't. They played poorly. But I thought he was wrong to turn on the young players as he did. Uh, and at the same time last night, I think he was over uh, optimistic about the performance or certainly went over to, over the top to say how well they played and they were magnificent. And in fact, I don't think they were magnificent last night. 
he was hugely popular, uh, I should say hugely complimentary of Stephen Gerrard uh, mm. for a few days there. And he brought Jamie Carragher back into the team, interestingly, last night. Carragher was named man of the match on Sky. Is that a sign that he, he really doesn't trust some of the, the other players there, that he's still relying on the old guard? Well, Carragher played very, very well last mm. night. And Carragher's been a terrific player for Liverpool over the years. But Rogers seemed to decide at the start of the season that uh, you know he, he he wasn't up to it now, uh, and he's gone back to him. And Gerard did play well against Oldham when he came on, uh, but I think he's I think he's inclined to to go overboard in his praise of players that he needs at this particular time. Oh, yeah, you know I think he I, like he, Benitez was the opposite. Uh, you know Gerard used to complain I think sometimes that he never got a pat on the back from uh, <laughs> Benitez. Uh, whereas whereas Rogers is, is throws it out all the time, and I, I don't think it, I think you got to get a balance in that, you know. Like if you're going to praise Gerard all the time and Gerard or, Gerard or Gerard, whoever it might be, um, well then it's very hard to say anything to them when they play badly, you know. Yeah. Uh, what about Skirtle being because he singled out his centre halves as well as the young players uh, after the Oldham game, and Skirtle lost his place for Carragher. Do you start to get the get the feelers that he mightn't really be a big fan of Skirtle? Well, again, it's not the, it's not the right thing to do. You know, Carragher was out of out of um, what happens in management. It's a very delicate situation. On you know, Carragher was out of favour there for a long time, and he brought him back, and he did well. Now Skirtle got criticised, and he's out of the team, but he's going to need him again. Oh, yeah. you know, you, you, you're better off not knocking the players down. You know, don't praise them too highly, and don't knock them down after the match. You know, keep it to yourself. If you think Skirtle played badly, it's no good making it public and then saying the players didn't do well at the back and then leaving them out. I mean, how do you think Skirtle is going to feel over that? And he will need him. And then he's going to say to him when he goes out the next time, it's like, I want you to play with plenty of confidence. <laughs> you know, you better say nothing on Just leave him out. Yeah. John, some of the Liverpool supporters were texting in last night saying that we were being a bit unfair, that before the game, Liverpool would have taken a draw away to Arsenal. Over oh, were at home? I've forgotten now, but uh, I think it was away from home. And uh, they got the draw, regardless of how it came about. You clearly don't think that that's the no. way that... That no, they were criticising you on the programme, were they? Well, yeah, we, we were making essentially the same point as you're yeah. making, that they should really hold on to a two-goal lead, but people were saying, well, a draw against Arsenal's a, a good result. Well, it's only, it's only a good result in your, in your head if you believe that you're not going to get a better than a draw. I think what happens with a lot of the supporters... No, got, supporters are very, very sensitive to criticism of their own team. Mm. Uh, I mean, if you criticise like Manchester United, they'll, they'll, they'll ring into you. But if you're looking at it realistically, I'd say after the Oldham result, in people's mind, particularly supporters of Liverpool, they would say, if we get a draw at Arsenal, it's a very, very good res- good result. Yeah. Now, the point I keep making is that you don't don't have any preconceived ideas about a match because they were 2-0 up against Liverpool. And when you're 2-0 up, actually, you should win the game. And, and, and in the end, they could have lost because I think they went a bit negative. They, they didn't get a grip of the game in the middle of the field. So, uh, you know, it, why not win the game? It was there for the winning then go and win it. And it's only, I think a draw is only a good result if you don't deserve to win it. Would and you, Liverpool yeah. were in a winning position and, and they, didn't fit, they didn't finish the job. Would you have criticisms of Arsenal for the, a similar vein for getting back level with loads of time still left and not pressing home that advantage? Well, I would criticise Arsenal the way they started the game. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they were totally, like you always see it in the set, it's amazing. You know, football is, is that, the, you know, Jimmy Cruz said it's a funny game, which it is. Mm. Like, Wenger would say after well, we made a great recovery in the second half, right? And they did. They played extremely well and they played with a different... But you'd say then, you'd have to say to Wenger, well, why didn't you start that way? 
you know, start, the game is over 90 minutes on, and there's always a sign of football. Start as you mean to go on. And the first 15 minutes can make it easy for the last 15 minutes. In other words, if you get two goals up uh, and the last 15 minutes, you should be able to, able to, good teams hang on to that too, and they're able to play in a certain way. Those two goals give them license to hold the ball without having to get forward, and you just tie up the game. So, I mean, if I was in Wenger's uh, position, I'd be, I'd be raging with the performance in the first half. Yeah. Well, managers always have to take the positive out. Nearly always have to take the positive out of it, you know? It made for a pretty exciting game, though, didn't it? It was a good game. Teams, I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed it. I didn't think Arsenal had a hope uh, after, you know, going in at half time. I thought the, the lack of days because they're giving the ball away. They weren't playing with any confidence. And, of course, what happens, you see, with teams, oh, when you start in the second half, you, you've, you're 2-0 down, so you have nothing to lose. So it frees them up. It, free, it frees the players up to, to have a go, as they say. You know, whereas the top teams, what they do is they start well, and finish well, uh, and try and maintain it for the 90 minutes. So it's no good giving somebody a two goals. Well, it is if you can pull back to tuna, but you're better giving them no goal start at halftime and then play well in the second half. Yeah. John Walcott is a player who you've never been fully convinced by. I just think he lacks a bit of the devil that you might yeah. need. But is, is anything that's happening at the moment convincing you that he's belatedly starting to add that to his game? Well, he's better. Mm. He's better than he was. But I saw him making comments in the paper this morning. I don't know if he saw them on. He said, I, I want to play centre-forward. Uh, you know, Wenger, uh, the manager, thinks it's best and the best position for him, and I do as well. But in fact, last night, he, he did his best stuff out in the right wing. <laughs> And scored a goal from there, but he's a type of lad. Uh, on, I don't think he. I don't think he's fully there yet, and I don't think he's as good as he thinks he is. Even with the, some pretty impressive stuff this season. Well, he's done better. He has done better, but he's. But I think he's only doing what he should be doing all the years. You know, I think he's a lad. Who, if 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 if, if, if a, there's a lot more in him, and whether they can get it out of him or not, I don't know. But I think he's nowhere near uh, the finished article as he thinks himself. Mm. You know, he's on about Fengo being right that I'm going to play centre-forward. And, uh, you know, there's something that we haven't had the cl- at the club for a few years. So he's putting him up like himself up in the on class. But he's a long, a long way to go before that um, that materialises on, I uh, yeah. think, anyway. It's funny, though, because he's not exactly... He doesn't come across as a particularly arrogant sort, I wouldn't have thought. Uh, I think he fancies himself. Oh, really? I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I do. And I think, he's, I think he's been lucky in certain ways in that, you know, the, if you look over the years where all the players le- have left Arsenal... Um, I think he's, he's, he's the least of them, you know, with Fabregas and Vichy and Nasri. And I think it's worked in his favour that they couldn't afford to lose another player. Mm. On, you know, and he's, he's got a big con, which is good luck to him in that sense, as long as he, he, he earns it now and, and does it consistently. But he's better than he was. But that's, that, that, that doesn't take a lot of doing because he's been very poor for for a number of seasons for Arsenal. John, we're going to take a quick break. 53106 is the text line number if anyone wants to get some questions to John, which we'll get to a little bit later on in this hour. Back after these. Off the ball on News Talk 106 to 108. We've been talking a bit about Arsenal with John Giles this Thursday night. I do want to ask about a man who's quite synonymous with that club at this stage. John, your friend Liam Brady. The news came in this week that he's going to be finishing up in his role as head of youth development next year. He's been doing that job for a long time. I'm sure it's something he's hugely passionate about. Would it be difficult enough for him, do you think, to finish up? Um, Well, I I don't know. I haven't really spoken to Liam about it. I, I think it's quite a... A difficult job on mm. it. It's, it's a very, very time-consuming job. From what I can, I know of it because um, he has a lot of work to do with the parents, uh, not just in England and Ireland, but in you know they go to Italy, they go to Spain, they go everywhere. So he's got to go and see all these matches um, and see the parents and convince the parents that they should sign for Arsenal. So it's quite, it's a very, very responsible job. Uh, and 
Liam obviously, you know, thinks he's done he's done it long enough now and uh, get a little bit of a break from it, I would imagine. Is it something, the actual coaching side of it, the, I, I, I mm. guess he's the over, he oversees everything, so I don't know how much hands-on coaching there is, but is it something that he would be passionate about to try and see young lads fulfil their potential and play in a certain way, a, a way that Arsenal footballers have played in the last number of years? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I don't think he's, he's hands-on on the coach in yeah. itself. I think he employs the coaches and makes sure it's done properly. Oh, but Liam's, most of Liam's time is taken travelling around uh, and getting to see the parents or the clubs mm. and watching schoolboys and going to youth uh, matches all over the world, uh, really. So it's it's different now to what it was years ago when you went to England, Ireland, Scotland, the Wales for the players. You know, you saw from Arsenal young lads they brought on from different parts of the world. I mean, they brought Fabregas over uh, from Spain. So it's 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 a very very big job, uh, and it's a very very time consuming job. But it, but it wouldn't be day-to-day coaching of the players. Sure. He, would, he would oversee that. We heard on the programme last night that there may have been a bit of frustration on his side. You mentioned Fabregas there. A lot of, uh, admittedly, very good young players are brought in by Arsenal at, say, 15, 16. And that might actually block the way of the guys who've come up from eight or nine, the young local lads there. It's the way in a lot of clubs, and Arsenal would be one of them. Do you know, would that have been f- somewhat frustrating? I don't think so. Well, I mean, I think from Liam's point of view, he can only produce what he can produce. If they get into the first team, they get into the first team. Um, but if you, I'd say there would be a lot of satisfaction in it because there would, there would be quite a few players, I can't think of all the names at the moment, Don, who didn't make or made very few appearances for the Arsenal first team who went elsewhere uh, and had a reasonably good career. Yeah, Fabrice Mwamba is one actually. He was tweeting today and just thanking Liam Brady profusely yeah. for all the help that he gave him. He didn't make it at Arsenal, but he did go on to forge a career before his incident last year. So yeah, and and Bentley, like so Bentley went. Do you remember Bentley? Yeah, yeah. I think he, I see this Harry Redknapp was looking. Look, well, according to papers, looking to get him back at QPR. You know, he went to Stray. He, he had a very good time at uh, at Blackburn, and then went for a lot of money to Spurs, and then 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 stopped playing altogether. I think he's yeah. a guy who fancied himself quite a bit, John. <laughs> we were talking about <laughs> yeah. earlier. Yeah, I think it was, I think he, he loved himself a little bit on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they produced quite a few players that I don't know of that played in you know different different clubs, and uh, I think Sidwell, the lad is playing at Fulham now. There were quite a few of them that Liam produced, but weren't good enough for Arsenal. But actually brought in some money for Arsenal, which which more or less. Well, it did pay more than pay for the the actual the actual academy itself. Yeah, John. Just some of the transfers. Uh, nothing so much today, but over the last few days, uh, ahead of the the closure of the window, David Beckham has gone to Paris Saint Germain today mm. for about five or six months. There, yeah. <laughs> he, he's he always seems to land big moves. Doesn't matter what age he is. Well, he's brilliant. He's brilliant at it. On you know, I heard him. I heard him interviewed today. Uh, brilliant. You know, he said he was delighted to be part of uh, such a big club and what they were trying to do. And then some reporters say, well, why are you only going for five months then? <laughs> you know? mm. And he's not going to be fit for three or four weeks. I think there's more to that move uh, than meets the eye. Oh. Really? Well, he, I do, yeah. I think there's some you know, off-field off things that he's going to be involved with after the five months. That's what, that's the, the, there's always more to Beckham's move than, 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 than appears. Okay, so some sort of commercial opportunities maybe that we don't well, know about. Well, definitely. He's an amazing guy. I mean, I, I have terrific respect for him in, in, in what he's done as a player and as a celebrity. Uh, because there he is, 37 years of age. I don't think he kicked the ball in, in, in serious, if, playing this really serious football match for the last five years, mm. and he's still making worldwide news. Going to um, going to going to France. Yeah, 
it's incredible, you know. Yeah, funny, you're talking about players making good money for themselves. Chris Samba, uh, the former Blackburn yeah. defender, he's been signed by QPR today. Uh, I think the guy's probably a decent defender, but £100,000 a week is the reported salary, even by the inflated wages these days. It sounds like quite a lot to be shelling well, out amazing. for a defender. Yeah. I, I didn't see that figure mentioned uh, on, but... I, 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 well, if it's if it's mentioned, it's mentioned. I'd be surprised that QPR paying that that amount of money. But uh, you know, if, if they're in a desperate situation, but if, but this is a lad that was at Blackburn, as we mm. know, only a short time ago, and couldn't wait to get out of Blackburn, and now he's back as quickly as he could. But it was definitely. I mean, when he was at Blackburn, it was definitely the money that he was looking for at that particular stage. Mm. But he's a good player. I mean, if if, if he helps to keep uh, QPR up then it's going to be money well spent. Yeah, it's funny because I think when Redknapp came in, he publicly expressed surprise at the wages that some of the players yeah. were on, given their ability or, or lack of ability, maybe yeah. lack of application. But it seems like he's there now and he's happy enough to, to pay a guy the right wage if he thinks he's going to do it for him. Well, well it, it, it's a desperate situation. If you're the owner, like it's a business to the owner's point of view, and they're losing X amount of money now, but if you're going to, if you're going to increase the investment to stay in the premiership, then it, it, it's good business. If, if they go down, then they're in big trouble. I mean, if they stay up, it's got to be, they say it's worth 50 to 60 million just to stay in the premiership. Mm. And so if the guy's invested, whatever he's invested, over-invested in it, well, they say, well, okay, I'll spend the extra few bob, a good few bob, just to stay up because we can get rid of some of the players and get rid of the wages. But it's a big gamble if they go down, that's when you're in serious trouble then. Balotelli, John is the other one. He's finally uh, yeah. left Manchester. Probably more trouble than he's worth. I saw Alan Shearer say last night that he hopes for a, pl- a young lad like Balotelli, still only 22, that yeah. he does cop himself on. And by the time he's 30, he's not looking back at a really good start to a career that never led anywhere. Well, all the great lads I've known at 22, they were quite mature. You don't just suddenly mature at 25 or well, something? Well, I'd be very surprised. Yeah. I mean, he's, had, he's he's been in a good bit of trouble uh, since his time. He's two and a half years, apparently, in Manchester City. Mm. And he hasn't changed in that two and a half years. And I don't think, I don't think he's the type of lad that is going to change. You see, if you look at it from his point of view, he's 22 years of age. I think at Manchester City, I think he was on 150 grand a week. Mm. Now, if you're of the set, if you if you if you're the, the, the temperamental lad like him, and it was bad enough years ago when the lads didn't get any money. They'd still be temperamental lads. But you give a lad 150 grand a week and he's not, uh, you know, he's not a responsible type of individual, then I can't see him changing, honestly. Yeah, there have been a lot of reports this week just about, uh, even in his entire life, his adoptive mother, I think, is the only person who can ever get through to the guy. And the yeah. closest footballing person was Mancini. But even Mancini hasn't really been able to... He's he's given him pretty much, I guess, all that he he can in terms of patience, and it still hasn't fully worked. Yeah, well, why, why, you know, when you look at a lad like Palatelli, he can play. There's no doubt he could play, or else we, he wouldn't be at Manchester City or anywhere else. But Mourinho gave up on him. You know, Manchester City have given up on him. Now, why? Look at all the great players that we've seen. And look at Messi, for example, at Barcelona, and Xavi, and Iniesta, all these guys, Ronaldo at Manchester uh, at uh, Real Madrid. You don't hear of them carrying on like that, and they're doing it week in and week out. Mm. Why, why should this lad be so different that he, he should be down on his hands and knees, really? 150 grand a week, 22 years of age, and he's playing tough football, something he should love. Why, what's wrong with behaving himself? Mind you, he walks, away, yeah, he walks away with another league title. That might be his argument, that he's won, well, he won a couple of leagues at Inter Milan and now he's won one at Man City. Well, he did, he really, Owen. You know, I mean, if you look at his career at Manchester City, I don't know how many, many matches he played. 
Uh, but I don't think his contribution was great. No. In fact, in the big match they played against Spurs, you remember that match at at, uh, at, at home? Yeah, was that the one we did he stamp on Scott Parker that day? Yeah. yeah. Well, he should have been off. I mean, he, he nearly he nearly lost it there for City. Never mind win it for them. He should have been off in that match. He finished up scoring a penalty. He should have been off. In the big match at Arsenal, he could have been off after two minutes. Do you remember mm-hmm. three minutes when he had a, a, a tackle on Song? Yeah. And, and in the long run, he did get sent off. Yeah. And Manchester City lost the game. You know, this is totally irresponsible stuff. I wouldn't, I must be honest, I wouldn't have him, I wouldn't take him at a club for nothing. All right, John, it's pretty clear on that one. We're going to take okay. uh, another <laughs> quick break. A few texts coming in for you on 53106 after these. Off the ball, getting inside the game on News Talk 106 to 108. We are going to be talking rugby after 8 o'clock, Six Nations that is. We're going to be talking to Aileen Morrison as well, the triathlete, uh, Irish triathlete, who had a uh, very disappointing Olympic Games after an unbelievable year. She was into the top 10 in the world at one stage, so hopefully she can build on that. She's gone over to Australia in the last a number of months to train with some elite athletes over there. That's where she's basing herself for the time being. We've racing and Challenge Murph all coming up, but lots of stuff coming in for John Giles this hour. What does John think of Beckham donating his entire wage to a children's charity in Paris? That's from I think that's brilliant. Yeah, I think that's brilliant, Don. You know, it's. Um, I think he's a good lad, uh, Beckham. You know, when when you see over the, the career he's had with all the players he's played, I've never heard anybody say a bad word of him on a personal level. Mm. You know, I think I think he's a terrific lad. Uh, my 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 uh, uh, complaint about um, Beckham wouldn't be him himself; it would be the attitude of him. I'm talking now purely as a professional or next professional footballer that I think his celebrity was mistaken for ability. You know, if you go back over the years, he was in the top three of the world, nominated as the player of the year, playing along, and he was playing alongside Scholes and Keane and Giggs. He never got a mention. Yeah. Oh, but that's not that's not his fault. I think he's played the game. I think he's played it brilliantly. Uh, you know, the celebrity game. But um, you know, from what I can gather, he seems a decent type of individual. You mentioned Scholes there. Jamie says, John, everyone talks about how great Paul Scholes is. Is it just me, or has he underperformed this season? Well, he's thirty. I think he's thirty-eight years of age. And when we talk about uh, Scholes, I'd say he's be his past rather than his present. I mean, he has been a great player. He's probably not a great player now. He's probably past his best mm. uh, on, as you would expect from somebody of 38 years of age. But um, he's not the worst player either when you see him play. No, but so is it a sign of weakness at all from Ferguson or a lack of faith that he still has goals and gigs there at the, uh, at the moment? Well, he can still do a job for them. Yeah. You know, I mean, he mightn't, he, he mightn't be as good as he was at his best, but he's still a very, very good player. Um, and so is Giggs mm. so and as you know uh, Ferguson doesn't play them week in and week out on you know he bring them on for a game in a certain time but they, they could, they're still making a contribution Pete and Rathmines does John think Liam Brady will consider getting back involved with the Ireland setup? I doubt it really I doubt it I, I, I don't think that would be Liam's choice anyway uh, you mean with Trapattoni? With Trapattoni, or I don't know, or maybe as a successor to Trapattoni? Well, unless somebody wants him, you know, I, I don't. I certainly don't think he'd be going back with Trapattoni. I think, uh, you know, once he finished with that, with within Trapattoni's team, then he was finished in that team. Now, whether Liam is interested in the job or not, I don't know. Or certainly, if somebody else think, uh, takes over and wants wants him as assistant, that might be a different thing altogether. But I can't see him going back into the Trapattoni setup. Alright, there's one from Mark here. Did John see Gareth Bale's goal for Spurs last night? And if so, why didn't somebody just chop him down? I didn't see it. Okay, there's another one where he just scythed through a load of players, took the yeah. ball from the halfway line and I think they yeah. tried to actually scythe him down but could, well, couldn't well, quite manage it. He's very, very quick. I mean, he is one of the quickest players dribbling with the ball that I've seen uh, and he's very, very good at it. But I, I didn't see the... the, yeah. the uh, I was too busy watching Arsenal and yeah. taping... Uh, 
the Madrid Barcelona game. Oh yeah, what did you make of that this morning? It was a good game. Yeah, it's a good game. Yeah, very good. Jimmy says John uh, criticizes Brendan Rodgers for complimenting his players, but what is Rodgers supposed to do? Slag them off in public? No, say nothing. Don't, 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 don't comment. I mean, you say after the match, well, we played well, we didn't play well, but you don't, you don't mention individual players or young players or any players. You don't slag them off, and you don't you don't compliment them when they don't need when when there's when it's not necessary to compliment them. John, we're going to finish up on that note. Listen, great stuff as always. Thank you. Thanks, Owen. Thanks for listening to this News Talk 106 to 108 podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.